Welcome to the March 2020 podcast for the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. My name is Kelly Tappenden. I'm Editor-in-Chief of JPEN and Professor and Head of Kinesiology and Nutrition at the University of Illinois at Chicago. I'm pleased today to speak with Ijun Fu, who will be discussing their recent paper entitled Relationship between dietary fiber intake and short chain fatty acid producing bacteria during critical illness, a prospective cohort study. Dr. Fu conducted this work while at Bachelor College of Physicians and Surgeons, Columbia University in New York City. Welcome, Dr. Fu. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Tappenden. It's very interesting that. There have been a few papers now showing us that during critical illness, there is a rapid shift in the intestinal microbiota. Uh, and you've gone ahead and looked at studying this. Uh, tell us what you did. Sure. So um, we're interested in the topic because, first of all, as you mentioned, there's, you know, already changes observed in the critically ill patients that uh, there is a shift and disruption even to their gut microbiota, which um, sometimes, as we know from previous literature, can affect them negatively. And also because now, just in the general sense, there is a a strong growing interest in using uh, microbiome or fiber as a way to help balance our uh, gut microbiota and promote health. So uh, that's why we're interested in looking at the specific population and looking at whether fiber will have an effect in critically ill patients, which hasn't been really studied um, in this sense. So what we did was uh, previously already have a group of patients that we collected data on, especially prospectively their uh, stool swabs. So we um, have did a retrospective analysis on these 127 patients and looking at their fiber intake when they um, are first were first admitted in the intensive care unit. And by comparing the fiber intake level within the first 72 hours of ICU uh, admission, and then look at uh, if there is changes in their gut microbiota from their stool cycle. If I clarify then, the fiber intake that you assessed was prior to admission. So not this first 72 hours following admission to the ICU, but that prior to admission. So uh, let me clarify, the uh, fiber intake was actually during the ICU admission. So. Um, it was, we started at zero hour of IC admission, and then our cutoff point uh, was at the 72 hours after their ICU admission. What we went, uh, we went back into the medical record and looking at, uh, you know, how, the, basically how the patient was uh, getting their nutrition, whether the, they were, you know, um, taking nothing by mouth at all, or whether they were uh, taking two feeds because of, you know, certain medical conditions, or if they were actually able to just take in regular diet from the hospital. And um, our wonderful nursing staff in the ICU was able to, you know, tabulate uh, the amount by, for example, if they were taking diet by mouth, they were looking at what kind of diet uh, that was 
and how much percentage of the plate that patients finish. For example, 0%, 25, 50, 75%. And if the uh, patient were taking in nutrition by two feet, then it would be the amount of two feet, what type of two feet, every hour they will log how many, uh, how much CC of the uh, two feet patients were taking in. So from that, we were able to get a very, you know, as detailed as possible uh, amount of the nutrition they were taking in. And we collaborated with a nutritionist in the hospital that was able to gather us, you know, calorie information and nutritional information from the diet in the hospital, as well as the standardized tube feeds that we were able to calculate amount of fiber and amount of calories uh, for these patients during the first 72 hours in the ICU. Okay, very good. So you had no control on which patients received the higher fiber diets. You just looked at that retrospectively. as you said, nested within a prospective cohort. So let me ask then, the individuals who received a higher fiber diet um, probably had differences in the provider that they were receiving. Some physicians may recommend that versus not. Perhaps there were changes in the severity of illness because um, if someone had a very severe uh, situation, they may not have been receiving a fiber diet as some providers would be less comfortable with that than they would um, a less sick patient, if I, if I may say. How did you control for things like this? Yeah, that's a very good point. So we definitely, you know, um, as any retrospective uh, study, it is very crucial to control for these uh, factors. So one thing we controlled was uh, we conducted a major variable study that we included the severity of illness into consideration. We used a PACHI 4 score um, as a way to kind of stratify patients in terms of how uh, severely ill they are. And you um, use that into our multivariable analysis. And what we found is that even uh, adjusted for that score um, in terms of these severe severity. When we uh, conducted a match variable uh, model, what we found is that adjusted for, you know, several factors, including antibiotic use, uh, disease severity by Apache force for mechanical ventilation and vasopressors, pressures, uh, fiber intake by every 10 grams was still uh, deemed significantly uh, different compared to when compared to, you know, ultimately the amount of increase in the kind of beneficial bacteria in their stool sample. Uh, another point you mentioned, which is also interesting, is a provider difference. I think there will be something very, you know, interesting to look into in the future. What we found here is that looking at patients um, in terms of their side effect, we noticed that patients with abdominal distension is one of their symptoms manifestation was actually not significantly more in the no fiber group. Um, what we think what was happening was probably because, you know, given the abdominal distension and the, the known, you know, side effects of uh, fiber intake or even just general nutrition intake, probably there were provider concerns, provider factor into uh, what patients were eventually given nutrition and given fiber during the first 72 hours. 
What other factors then, you measured these different covariants, which of, of those also impacted uh, the microbiota resulting in a dysbiosis? Uh, we will say uh, we were very interested in looking at and control for the antibiotic use. As we all know, uh, antibiotic use will disrupt the microbiota. And what we saw was that um, in a multivariable study, it was not a significant an effect on the eventual uh, level of short-chain fatty acid producers after 72 hours. Uh, we also uh, controlled for for example, um, prior surgeries and um, in general, just uh, immunosuppression. Uh, these were also um, not significantly different in, in these patients. Okay, so tell us about your results uh, regarding the microbiota specifically. So um, our main takeaway is that with increased intake of fiber within the first 72 hours in the ICU, uh, these patients, it is correlated with higher level of beneficial bacteria, but we define that as the bacteria that will produce short-chain fatty acids. And we also see it is also uh, correlated with the decreased level of enterococcus, which we know is associated with a lot of uh, hospital-associated infections. Uh, interestingly, with higher fiber intake, we also see an increase in um, the amount of bacterial uh, diversity in the stool after 72, 72 hours, but not richness. So our main takeaway is that uh, fiber intake is correlated with increased amount of potentially beneficial bacteria. I would say the caveat is, um, of course, this is a retrospective study, as well as that we, um, at that time, did not have the technology to collect a host stool, as well as preserve the host stool to directly measure uh, the short-chain fatty acid level in uh, these patients' stool. So that would be something, you know, interesting to look into in our future study. You also measured short-chain fatty acid-producing bacteria, uh, which would be a component of those beneficial bacteria that you are discussing. And it it appears from your data that as the uh, fiber went up in the in the relative groups, so did the percentage of short-chain fatty acid-producing bacteria. What I'm interested in is how the numbers you measured in these critically ill patients would compare to that of a healthy adult? In the critically ill patients, I would say the number of uh, changes is still uh, lower than I think what we generally see in the literature. What we think is that uh, these patients, some of them, by the time they reached our ICU, maybe there's still already a significant state of illness or they have been intervened with uh, you know, medical or surgical treatment. So uh, the level of these uh, beneficial bacteria, including the short-chain fatty acid-producing bacteria, is not um, as rich or as high level as in a general healthy population. Thank you. So all of these promising results, um, what would be your take-home message for clinicians who work in the ICU and may be listening to the results from your paper? What, what do you recommend? 
Yeah, I would say uh, the recommendation or the takeaway is that uh, the amount of fiber intake seems to a promising result in you know increasing the preservation of beneficial bacteria in critically old patients. Uh, I would say this definitely warrants future studies, not just in um, our home institution, but in other institutions looking at whether there is possibility to conduct, uh, you know, control, randomized control trials to see if a fiber supplementation or even in the future, uh, direct um, short-term fatty acid supplementation would, in a way, help to um, preserve the beneficial bacteria and potentially uh, improve outcome in the critically ill patients in terms of, you know, uh, preventing downstream infection um, and so on and so forth. Dr. Fu, thank you for discussing this work with me on behalf of your co-authors. Thank you very much for having me. For our readers, please do go to the March 2020 issue of JPEN and read the paper we've just discussed entitled Relationship Between Dietary Fiber Intake and Short-Chain Fatty Acid-Producing Bacteria During Critical Illness, a Prospective Cohort Study.